Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to The Buddy List. You're about to listen to our third episode with one of my close high school friends, Kaylee Luna, someone I've only seen three times in the past 17 years. We discuss her battle with type 1 diabetes, what it's like to be a music teacher nowadays, and has bullying gotten worse since we experienced it long ago? Please enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Here is episode three of The Buddy List. Welcome to episode three of The Buddy List. Joined today by Kaylee. What's your middle name? Brooke. Kaylee Brooke. Bowen Luna. Bowen Luna. <laughs> I knew the rest of your name. So what was your what was your screen name back in the day? We were friends on AIM. My first one? Mm-hmm. C19 Manatee. Why? Because I like the animal. <laughs> the C was my first name. It was so stupid. C19 Manatee. Yeah. And then 19 because that was the day I was born. Well, I guess that's better than Larissa underscore Pace, which was Larissa's but my, screen name. My newest one's in foreign language, so people can... Lieblichhorn. Seven. That was your screen name back in the when we were friends on AIM. Yep. So you moved away after high school. So we went to high school together, yep. Orpany Park. She hated it. She hated, <laughs> she hated her first high school. And then which high school did you hate more? I didn't hate, I didn't hate Whippany. All right, so you hated the first one. You hated Hanover Park. I didn't hate. It was just it didn't go right with my pre-existing conditions, so I needed to be in a safer environment where I could pass out. That makes a lot of sense. I mean... Outdoor campus, I don't want to pass out in a field. People don't know that, but yeah, it's very weird. Is that common in New Jersey to have outdoor... Like your classes, you walk out... You go outside... And then you walk to your classroom, which is in another like building. Mm-mm. Every classroom, because mm-hmm. I, I the only time I was at HP was to take my uh, what do they call it? SATs. SATs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's the only time I've ever been there. And I was like, what? What is this? Why am I walking outside? It's probably beautiful in the in the springtime mm-hmm. and even in the fall. Like you know, I'm a fan of you know jacket weather, so it's kind of cool, not too hot, but like. But I think they built it on a swamp or something, like, historically, and the school's sinking. Like, it's just, it's on a marsh or a swamp, and it's just... So how long do they have? I don't know. <laughs> but, That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. It's so funny. You have to wear your winter coat to go to each class. Yes. In the, in the winter. How, that's so stupid. And rain boots or bring umbrellas, and it's just, I... And it's not like it's nice weather here all the time. Actually, the best weather, you're not even in school. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like... Are they heated? Like, inside? Yes. Well, mm-hmm. I guess they have to yeah. be, probably and, by law. And AC. It, but, oh, um, I don't think we mm-hmm. had AC. And each room had, like... But HP always had the bigger budget. They they took all the... Even though we were, <laughs> we were a way better school. <laughs> they took the entire budget. But I remember in the classrooms, there was, like, TVs, so video announcements were on the TVs. Each TV, there was, like, no phones. And That's pretty cool. But I was only there for one year, and then I transferred to Whippany because I thought, I'll just pass So it was, you were only one, one year, so you mm-hmm. so do, it wasn't in the, in the middle of the year? Mm-mm. So it was after freshman year, you were yep. like, get me out of here. Yep, in summer, I, I transferred over and... It was a. It was How a, was the process of that? Was it was it, hard because I, I feel like usually they'd be like, "No, why would we do that? Mm-hmm. You don't live there. You yeah. can't do that." But I had documentation of like I've been diabetic since I was three and a half, and you know I do pass out a lot, and you know my sugars are wonky, and the going from outdoor to indoor in the cold weather, my sugars would just drop all the time. So I was just like, I feel more comfortable. Yeah. In an environment where I don't have to change climate so much and. Yeah, because I guess well, your worst fear was like you'd just pass out in the wintertime and freeze to death. And people would just walk all over me yeah. and not. But why would they do that? That's terrible. <laughs> you really thought they would do that? Yeah, yeah I guess. I, I, I know people would bring me to the nurse, but like if you see someone clonked out, they probably like, well, nowadays they would Snapchat and be like, look. But yeah, you'd be famous. You'd be. I would be. You'd go viral. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, that's a passed out girl in the snow. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> You'd be famous. I guess fear of that kind of thing, was that the main reason why you, you moved schools? Yeah. 
And then, um, I don't know, I just felt... That was, that was the main reason, but I did get picked on for being diabetic from an early age. Well, what would they say? Like, wh- like, how do you get picked on for bi- diabetes? Being different, you know? Oh, it's yeah. in the- But it's not like it's something you can see. No. So, like, as a young kid, like, what would, what would kids even know? Um, I would tell them I was diabetic. Um, I would get ex- excluded from birthday parties. Um, parents wouldn't know what to do, so everyone would get a cupcake. When they came to class, they would, like, throw, like, an apple or an orange on my desk. And it's considerate, but, <laughs> but they apples, don't ask. an apple still has sugar in it. Yeah, true. <laughs> but um, most of the time, they would look at you and be like, am I going to catch it? Is it contagious? And I was like, no, my it's autoimmune, so my body's fighting itself. And I, I to this day, take try to take good care of it. You know, there's complications, but I'm right. what they call a brittle, which is... My sugars go from 400 to 40 in like 20 minutes. That and happened like yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you were like, I don't know, what was it? At like 300, two, two something? Yeah. And then like you like chugged it. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of sugar in Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. I don't drink Coca-Cola because I, it, I yeah, get all just hopped even, up. Yeah, even like a, this is like 60 grams of, you know, And carbs. it was still going down though. Mm-hmm. Double arrow down. And then we yep. ate and then finally. Kind of leveled yeah. out. But it's just. Anything affects a brittle, like stress, uh, weather, um, everything. It, so that's a real term they use, a brittle? Brittle, Are yeah. there different terms for how bad, like... No, but I'm brittle because I'm, I'm the worst of the worst. Um, I have diabetic friends who their sugars are just streamlined. They barely have to take insulin. And, and they're this, they have the same kind of diabetes. Yep. Which, is the, which type is that? Type 1. Type 1. And it's called juvenile onset, but adults can get it too. Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Because mm-hmm. you only really think about like type two people yep. getting type two. Like mm-hmm. my dad was pre-diabetic for years because yep. it runs in the family, and then he was finally diabetic. Mm-hmm. So you never, you know, you don't hear about Mm-mm. that. Like that's not a well-known thing. I don't think. And my mom actually caught it before the doctors because I had, uh, believe it or not, I the way I developed diabetes was from stomach flu, um, wow. and I just did not recover from it and. It was New Year's Eve, 1991, and my mom called the doctor and was like, you're, you're diabetic. Uh, uh, yeah, and she's like, I think my daughter's diabetic. You know, she's been urinating a lot, loss of weight. And as a three-year-old, you shouldn't be losing weight. Yeah, no. And they're like, no, it's just recovery from the stomach flu. And then so they brought me in, did blood tests, and then the doctors called my mom. And they were like, you were correct. So you need to admit her to the hospital now and when i went in the hospital my sugar was close to 940 and the range should so be what's be- yeah Give, the sorry, range yeah. should be between like 80 and 120 okay so that's like healthy like yeah that's where you want to be should be but like no my sugar was so what's like death <laughs> um you start to feel bad like around a, like 300 a coma. um 913 yeah i should have been in a coma i shouldn't been co- um like coherent there because um, in eighth grade one time, my pump, my insulin pump failed, the medicine I take, and I wasn't getting insulin at all. And so I went into something called diabetic ketoacidosis, DKA, and your body starts breaking down mm-hmm. like the glucose and it becomes like, acidic. My sugar at that one was like 913, and the doctor, they admitted me to the hospital, and the doctor told me I was 15 minutes away from kidney failure and a coma. How, how like, <laughs> where were you when that happened? Excuse me. Um, I was um, I was here. It was eighth grade. No, I mean like where? Like were you in school? Because that would probably would have been worse if you I were in school. I didn't go to school that day. Oh, okay, so I, you you were just feeling I like crap the whole day. So yeah, I I thought I had like a stomach bug because mm-hmm. when you get DK, you throw up. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the bowel, and the bowel. She's been living in Texas. It's the bowel. Bile. And it's the bile. <laughs> and um. But it just kept happening. Like I would try to drink water, couldn't keep it down. Ice cubes couldn't keep it down, couldn't keep toast down. So mm. my mom's like, "You gotta go now!" And they hooked me up. I had like three or four IVs in each arm, a heart monitor, and I was so so out of it. Like I thought I could bring an ice machine home, and I I was just not making sense. And I would be in and out of consciousness. I was, believe it or not, in and out of consciousness. I didn't go to in a coma, but right. I would wake up and be like, 
where's dad? And mom's like, you were asleep for 17 hours. And then dad would show up and it was just different. And I, I just remember I had an audition coming up for a region band for French horn. And I just kept telling them, I want my French horn. They're like, if you stay in one more day, you can bring your horn, but they discharged me so I could go do the audition. I look like hell because I had all these hematomas and bruises from all the IVs and stuff. But they got me a new pump because that was a it was a faulty pump. Yeah. And so they're like, we're gonna ship you one and free of charge, which is good because those are the medi- medical ick, yuck. Yeah, that's crazy. So so you, so the whole point of that was well not the whole point the reason for that was your your it failed it failed so yep. no insulin. does that happen is it, that common no like what would cause that it just i had an early model of the insulin pump mm. so there was a screw inside that came loose or something so it wasn't pushing the plunger of the insulin in so i i i don't know how long i didn't get insulin but i could feel like i was it, it was just death and I would not want anyone to go through that because it, it's it's not fun. Yeah. It's not fun. And then when people were like, "Oh, just eat cinnamon," another one. <laughs> cinnamon? Yeah, they said that'll cure type one. I was like, Mm-mm. So all those kids doing the cinnamon challenge years ago, <laughs> they were all. Cured. I guess that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Magic. That's like that episode <laughs> of House that said, oh, "Oh, what was it? Well, I forget <laughs> what disease it was, but he was like." Uh, Orange juice cured it, and I think it was something crazy like uh, random. Yeah, some some terrible disease, and he like faked he faked the uh, the results just to make it go through. And yeah, obviously he got fired. But yeah, so the pump you have now, yes, how does that how does that work? Like it's in you right now. Yeah. Like you have a I have like like a tube, a a little tiny tube, a okay. cannula, mm-hmm. um, or a port if that's easier term for y'all and uh, y'all and what it does is this little device you can see the yeah. tube it, it kind of just pumps people a, just think she's living in the past she's got yeah, like a, an mp3, MP3 player, player yeah. <laughs> or you know i i can tell them house arrest or whatever yeah. but th- <laughs> that's a good one yeah but um it delivers the insulin so i get there's two different kinds of deliveries you can get you have a basal rate which is a small amount of insulin like every hour so that's your constant pancreatic drip and it does it automatically automatically can you manually do it yes for anything like food wise carbs if i'm going to be drinking oh so if you're like it's a it's a birthday so i'm having some cake yeah i'll bolus and that's the the term used and there's correction boluses for if you have a high blood sugar i can correct and just give myself a and it's pretty much instant, right? Because mm-hmm. it's obviously right in the, mm-hmm. the stream there. Yeah. And um, this pump is nice because there's another little device. You've seen Nick Jonas do the commercials for Dexcom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wear. It talks to my pump. So now this pump is called closed loop, which means I do less work. Um, it talks to the Dexcom, and it'll give me more insulin automatically if I'm high, mm-hmm. and then it'll shut the pump off if I'm low. So yeah, it really cool. acts like a normal person's pancreas and Yeah, yeah, that's so. that's crazy. That's like that's awesome how high tech it is now. Mm-hmm. So it's like especially for someone like cuz you're very <laughs> like you've been living like this for a long time, so you're very aware of everything. Mm-hmm. Like how like you feel like you're just like, "Oh, I I definitely need to eat soon." Oh yeah. or something. So someone that is not so aware as you could like die. And that's easily. why Dexcom is like so good but they have like diabetic alert dogs now and believe it or not in texas um a couple of years uh ago i would proof them so because my sugars were so brittle and i could feel my my highs and lows i was training these dogs to signal that's crazy so they could or like test them and like see if they would signal if they could feel where my my sugars were because i automatically knew and then they went on to their, their forever homes, you know, for someone who needs them. Do you think they sent, like, is this, a, is this a thing where they sense the change in you acting differently? Or they can really scent, smell, scent. like, scent the actual sugar? Yeah, and the way it's done. Because that's crazy. It's scent training. That's crazy. That's cool. What they would do is they would find some a person with a low blood sugar and they would, like, kind of soak their saliva in a, a baggie and they would let the dog smell it. And the dog got used to it and be like, okay, give the signal or whatever. It's a boop or a paw or... 
That makes sense. Because mm-hmm. remember we talked about how like even in like someone's urine, it can smell like sweet. <laughs> like I have a friend that tells me, I won't say her name just because it might yeah. be embarrassing. But she, she says to me, my pee smells like a, a cereal milk, like sweet cereal milk. Well, that keto diet, the keto diet, if your breath smells fruity, you're in ketosis. And yeah, I've heard that. Technically, diabetics can do it. I choose to stay away from it because my body's been through DKA and it's not ketosis to What's DKA diabetic ketoacidosis. So it's similar to the diet, but with diabetes, it, it like affects my organs. And so I, I just choose to stay away from it. But when you have ketones, your breath smells fruity and sweet and because it's breaking down sugar mm-hmm. instead of proteins and everything right. else. Yeah, so that's crazy that you can train dogs to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maggie would be terrible at that. <laughs> and believe it or not, uh, my little puppy, she's 10 now. I've had mm-hmm. her since she was about eight months old. I didn't train her. She just automatically alerts because she knows my body changes. Yeah, yeah. And it's... It's nice because those dogs are quite pricey. Yeah. Oh, so you got that dog kind of dog on purpose? No, 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 oh, no. You mean, my dogs are you rescued. You mean if, if they were going to train them? Yeah. If you get yeah. like a diabetic alert yeah, yeah, dog, yeah. They're, they're worth about a, as much as a car. I bet. Yeah. Uh, same thing probably with seeing eye dogs. Mm-hmm, same thing because they put all the time and hours in. Mm-hmm. And the thing with service dogs, you got to keep them working. You can't, yeah. you can't pet them. Right, and... right. You, people get yelled at. Mm-hmm. That's why it's nice when people say, "Can I pet your dog?" Yeah, and I'm just like, "No, yeah. he's working or he's working." And... Right, right. And a normal person would understand that because, yeah. But no, that's pretty cool. So your dog knows, and it's funny because sometimes dogs will, I don't know they they always say like the old adage is like they can smell fear, but I guess that's like your sweat and things yeah, like that that they can sense energy too i guess I, yeah I, yeah to a degree i but i think it's mostly nose See, that's like what i was asking changing. can they sense the i'm sure they can definitely sense the energy mm-hmm. but they also sense the more physical things mm-hmm. on you because i i even remember um when i had surgery i had like this big I had like cysts in the back of my neck, so it looks mm-hmm, like someone mm-hmm. tried to cut my head open. Oh yeah. And uh, no, I, I got a cool scar. I like it. And uh, I remember it was really cool. I remember um, uh, my parents were, were trying to pull off the bandages, and it, that hurt. It was so it was uh, stuck on because of the yeah. blood. The caked on blood. Or, yeah. Yeah. So it felt. I was like, I could have sworn they were pulling out the stitches because of how like much pressure it felt. Yeah. And like Maggie was just like sitting on the couch, like licking me profusely to like comfort me yeah yeah it was really cute Mm -hmm. and then like she's not a big she's very independent Mm -hmm. she'll come up to you she's very friendly but like if you pick her she does not like to be picked up or anything like that hates it i do it all the time so she hates it (laughs) but um i was just like in bed and she just like cuddled right up next to Mm -hmm. me it was really cute because she doesn't always do that so it's like really special they know so yeah she knew she was wanting to like comfort me Mm -hmm. like it's cool how they do that kind of thing you also notice this is random we're getting off topic but this is (laughs) you ever notice like you take your dog's Go to the bathroom, obviously. Whenever Maggie goes to the bathroom, she like she's like just sitting there, and then she looks back at me. She looks at to you. make sure I'm like watching and protecting her. And I swear, I'll go to the bathroom, I'll come out, and she'll be like waiting at the door, protecting me. Yep. While I'm in my most vulnerable state. Well, if like being a fur parent, like if your door is like the slightest bit cracked yeah, open, yeah. they will come in because they're they are protective. And they're yeah. dominant. So, like, you're their property. They need to protect you, even if it's, you know, a 20-pound little thing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, they say that those dogs are more territorial. Mm-hmm. I saw this, this, uh, this like, test done once. It was, like, an online thing. Um, like, some news uh, organization did it where they pretended that there was a burglar coming in the house. Like, they had an actual guy dress up <laughs> and walk in the house, yeah. and there was, like, a bigger dog. Like, I don't know, some kind, like a retriever or something. It like bolted. And then this little freaking chihuahua, when they did it to this chihuahua, it was like all in the the person's face, like on the couch, like just like getting in between the it's crazy. I you wouldn't think that you think the bigger dogs would be it really I guess it depends on the dog as well, but Chihuahuas are the devil. I mean, that's what my dog is, and she will rip your face off. If she doesn't know you and she like you're gonna threaten me or my like family, she will come and rip your face off Mm -hmm. and that's the same dog that signals um, for the diabetic lows. Um, she can tell, like, she'll, like, be on contact with me, touching, like, my leg or my arm all the time. 
and I'll feel pressure and then I know like, oh, I feel a dip coming and I got to test my sugar and get a Coke. And then she just looks at you and it's, it's yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Do you think there's types of dogs that are better at that? I guess it's the ones that have better sense. Do you think like, what is it? The Basset Hound? Is that the one that um, they I have like know. sniff for like people like have them sniff the clothing i don't know because mostly i see i see a lot of labs i see goldens i see i feel like those are that's because those dogs are the most easy to be trained right they love people right yeah yeah. so they're, they're people pleasers so they're like oh you want me to learn this i'll learn it you yeah, know yeah. just feed me and we'll, I'll, I'll get it done because i heard they weren't the most intelligent dogs <clears throat> but they're the most they'll they're like good soldiers mm -hmm. yep mm -hmm. let's talk about like the bullying now Okay. Well, you don't want to talk about it? We can. It's it's so broad, you know. I, you know, I know it is. Um, I think it should be addressed, though, because, you know, we, we've all been through it. Was that one of the reasons that you changed high schools? Health was the main, but mm -hmm. I got picked on from an early age because of diabetes and just stuff i knew i wanted to be a horn player at an early age so mm -hmm. but um it i'm not gonna say like it it messed me up mentally it's just i learned a lot from it and i learned you know so that's at, almost a good thing in yeah, a certain way it's yeah a you learn double-edged sword yeah but nowadays you see bullying and it's just bombardment after bombardment. I mean, back in the day, we didn't have the social media. We didn't have Facebook where you just get it consistently on Facebook. Ours was more in person, through telephone, and on the bus. The school bus was yeah. horrible. Yeah, no, that's true. That was, that was, it was annoying, too. They talk about bullying as if it's worse nowadays. I, but I don't think it is. Or are they just more in tuned to the bullying? Being a private music teacher now in, in the schools... I observe taunting and picking on kids and I see tears and you can just feel it. And Is see it worse it. though when you experienced it? Back then I thought I like I had it the worst and you know, you know, it was ne you were never going to recover from it. I think these kids get it way worse. Really? I, I do because it's not only at school. Now you have the social media platforms. So they're getting it consistently every hour of every day and you know, getting tagged and that's and, almost worse because mm -hmm. words just between people they go away. They do. But things like this, things like online, those words stay there forever, mm -hmm. unless you delete it, obviously. But like that, I I understand how what you're saying with that, how, and how that would be worse. And unfortunately, in the schools, you tell the teacher, being like, "I'm getting picked on, I'm getting bullied." They don't do a thing. They, they're like, oh, go to the guidance counselor. You know, we will keep an eye on it. But what is actually keeping an eye on it? Is it addressing the other students that doing the picking? Or is it, you know, we're just going to watch from a distance and see what unfolds? They don't take care of the situation in the time frame. And that's why you have Uvalde. That's why you have Sandy Hook. And, like, all these kids are tormented for so long and no one does anything, even though they do cry out for help, that, like... You get lost lives, unfortunately, whether it's suicide or murder. I hate to say it that way. And it's, it, I think it's way worse now. Wow. I'm surprised because I, I thought it was pretty bad back then. And I feel like nowadays you're just like bullying is a big, it wasn't a big issue back then. Nobody, <laughs> nobody had our backs back then. <laughs> no. Like uh, it was more of like. Somebody hits you, hit them back. Like, that yep. was how I was raised, but I really didn't. Or bullying gives you thicker skin, and you learn, and you grow, and you get tougher. Or But you did. You did. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. So, like, with some... it's that That's a thing, though. Sometimes yeah. people with trauma, they get over it, and they become stronger. Yes. I guess with social media, that's why everyone's so sensitive. Because everyone gets offended by every little thing. And I... With at least with my students, their their ages, you know, ten through adulthood, and they'll they'll come in and we'll have a therapy session instead of a class, you know, just because I let that they're comfortable enough to tell me that this is what's going on, this is why I'm not playing well, you know, this is why I'm not focused. No, that's that's a good thing. And yeah. so they have someone that understands it, being like, oh, I get you, I get you, you know, I understand. I was where you were many years ago but 
they're looking for a reaction. I think bullies want the reaction. Yeah, if you ignore them, they so, don't. They'll. It's true. If you ignore them, they'll leave you alone. They'll leave you alone. They'll find somebody else to terrorize. Yeah, it's true. You ignore somebody, they don't. They don't really care. Mm-hmm. And that's why you know I was always called robot because I wouldn't I wouldn't react to it. It because. <laughs> it's the same thing like if you prank somebody and they don't have a funny reaction you're not going to prank them anymore no i was never a teacher but one of my favorite jobs was uh i was a camp counselor mm-hmm. with jason that's how i met my good friend alex like it was and and julie mm-hmm. um and that was like a lot of fun and i didn't see i think it's because especially specifically like the groups that i had they were all really good kids and we were almost like a close knit group. Like if there was anything, we'd be like, come on guys. Yeah. And like, I also feel like I understood a lot of them. Some of them mm-hmm. had problems. One, one, this, one, this one kid was my favorite. He, yeah. he had like, you know, he had like obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. He had ADD, but like, so he'd get like emotional, but we'd be like, it's all right. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Just, he would like, there would be like his rock. He'd be like, all right, go sit on your rock and yeah. just like chill. And he'd be fine. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember like the year after when I stopped doing it, cause I graduated college, um, he got like in trouble and I was like, I bet you it's because like, they just didn't know how to handle him. So I yeah. felt like really bad. I'm like, he's a good kid. He really is. And he even confided me with, with me once. I didn't know what to do. Cause he was like, yeah, my dad was like mean to me the other day. And I don't know if he said he hit him or something, but, and I was like, Oh my, he's like, don't tell anybody. And I'm like, I won't, but I like had to. Yeah. So I felt like to. really bad. And, and they like knew his family really well. So like. His dad was just kind of like a loud guy, so I think he just kind of mm-hmm. scared him. But like, you know, for a kid to confide in you, it, it's significant. That so means I was a like, lot. So I was like, I got to tell somebody, but yes. then I felt really bad. I was like, no, speci- but I had to. Especially when you do that, and especially like if you have a kid that comes up and says, you know, hey, how are you doing? Oh, you know, daddy hit me. You, yeah. You can't. That's huge. You can't just sweep that under the table. They're like, don't tell anyone. You got to let CPS know or, you know, because that might be an ongoing thing. It couldn't be a one-time occurrence. Yeah, you and could save that kid. You got to take those when they trust you because mm-hmm. for the most part, kids are have a naive side to them. You know, they're still kind yeah. of innocent. And well, that's then, a good, that's a good thing. And then life smacks them in the that's face. That's actually, it's interesting you said that because it's like when we had to do the camp counseling stuff, we obviously had to talk about like serious stuff and it was, it was like, don't, don't take their innocence away with, mm-hmm. you know, Doing the camp count, that was a fun job. It, Those kids were kids are fun, especially mm-hmm. at that age. I had like eight or nine, so they were like before the awkward middle school age. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like they were super cool. It was so much fun. Like, we would just go out, we would just be outside playing like sports with them all day. Awesome. It was like it was a good time, and that's still like the no filter age, so anything can come out of their mouths. Yeah. <laughs> This one kid, like, he he had a crush on this kid, like, not even a girl at his grade, on another counselor. So he'd be like, yeah, she looks really pretty today. I'm like, she does. <laughs> no, Aww. but it was, it, was a, it was a fun time. But, yeah, you're, but you're working with, like, high schoolers, right? Like, middle right, school. Right, oh, middle school, too? Elementary school through. Oh, so you're working yeah. with everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who's the hardest to work with? Behavioral wise or like bullying wise? Beha- like behavioral wise. <laughs> That's like um, your middle schoolers because they're at that transitional yeah. age. That age is weird because no, they don't know weird, if they yeah. they don't know if they're like considered adults or. Yeah. They're not. Not really kids anymore. They're trying to be cool, and that's where all the clicks start happening. Clicks yeah. started happening. I noticed like sixth, seventh grade, and um, especially here, um, back home, in you know. That's when all the clicks were happening, and who do I hang out with? Uh, you know, who would think I'm cool or not? And I, I didn't care. I didn't care if I was cool or not. I just wanted friends. Yeah, you know? I didn't think our high school was that clicky, but you did. I yeah. Because in my opinion, maybe it's just in a different way. Like it's not like it was in the movies where you'd Mm-mm. have like specific jocks and nerds. It wasn't like no. it's not like that. Because because you see like different people playing sports, mm-hmm. but they were still like in the musicals and things like that. It, yeah. was, it was different. Like you, there was a lot of different people like in marching band who played football exactly, and cheerleading. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. But like you do see the pods of friends. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't just hang out with Joe Schmo one day and then like Sarah the next day. You know, like just randoms, randos. It's and you had your distinct group of friends, and so that's a click in itself. Mm-hmm. But why judge the other groups? 
you know? And so that's how I observed it. And I was a weirdo. Like, I'm I'm still a weirdo. But um, yeah. I would just observe being like, why is that person being mean to that person? And it, like, I didn't understand how people could just be mean for being a musician or being diabetic or being yeah. tall. Well, they're just you know, stupid. It's, they're insec- it's just insecurities. And... That's, or they're trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. They're trying to elevate themselves. And that's what I explain to my my students. It's just like they're being ugly to you because they don't feel good about themselves. And so it's a defense mechanism that trying to make them look tougher when they're actually hurting as well. Sometimes. I think a lot of the times. But I don't always subscribe to that notion yeah. that bullies have no confidence. Some of the, some bullies feel very highly of themselves. They still hurt. They though. actually do. They still. I think yeah. everybody hurts. Yeah, true. But. Well, I'm old now, so I hurt all the time. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> but uh, it's most of them come from a, a place of pain. Others are trying to do it to look cool or get status up the the click chain or whatever you want to call it, be popular, or whatever. And it's just. I just think it's unnecessary. My mom's like, don't say anything to anyone that you don't want said to you. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. If you don't say anything, if you don't have don't anything say, nice to say, say, don't say anything yeah. at all. Was that from Bambi? I guess so. I think that's from Bambi. Yeah. My parents used to say that too. But then my parents would also say, if you do anything wrong, I'll break your fingers and your toes. Oh, my parents never threatened me with violence. <laughs> but they never did. I just, I, <laughs> they never did. My parents, you know, never, you know, laid a hand on me. Yeah. But I broke all my toes myself. You know, it just certain situations but it's have you broken a lot of bones hell yeah i haven't broken any i've broken none (laughs) yeah i you don't need to knock you you've broken a million how many bones you broken oh my toes multiple times so that wasn't a joke when you just said that yeah dead serious which like i broke my pink how'd you break your toes um that sounds like a bitch being a klutz yeah being clumsy a lot of the times but she um, fell in this room earlier (laughs) (laughs) Um, I broke my foot playing kickball. Um, and you want to play tonight? Yeah. I was, oh I was barefoot, God. though. I was barefoot. But I got a grand slam. I won the game. So um, I broke my elbow. Um, Do you have kickball clothes? This. I don't have. You're going to play in boots? Do you have sneakers? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's well, in my suitcase. Fine. But. Because um, I saw a couple of people aren't coming. So we'll see. Because <laughs> originally there was like 15. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, dang. It's going to be rough. No one wants to get muddy. I haven't seen rain in a, a hot minute, so I'm excited. No, we we play in a legit. Oh, you didn't. I didn't tell you this. We play in a legit like kickball field. <gasps> Dang, it's very cool. That's why like I got like f- like my my shins are like killing because it's like hard. You're you're mm-hmm. running on like think of it as a tennis court. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. that kind of almost rubbery ground. That astroturfy, but it's, it's not, not turf. Yeah, it's yeah. not turf I don't though. Know it's what like it that. Is. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's what it is. So it's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. it's just wet it's not going to be muddy if it's rainy it's just going to be wet so they'll wait for it to evaporate or something so hopefully they won't call it off because it's supposed to stop raining at like four hmm. um and our first the first games in the night are like six thirty, so they might just push them off but... oh you're not going to play in the rain i haven't seen rain in a hot minute though so <sighs> you came for the right weekend it was a freaking week we're getting remnants of the hurricane up here I know. oh yeah um so you brought with you the first love of your life Right? Yes, my first love. Her French horn. Did you know that I played the French horn? Yes, you told me. Many times, I'm sure. Many times. But not, I was really bad. Yes. Like, really bad. No, I, I guess I, I played that middle school. I played mm-hmm. trumpet, and but I was better, I was way better at the trumpet. I wasn't good at the trumpet, but I was way better than the French horn. Isn't that like the hardest, one of the hardest instruments? Yes, and I have multiple degrees in it. Oh, you trying to brag? No. You flexing? No. Flex? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, but what brought you... Why the French horn? Honestly, yeah. I just watched Fantasia one day and I was like, I want to play that one. Really? Yeah, we had, my family's really musical and we've had every instrument known to man in the house and I picked the one we didn't have. And I was just and like, your parents were like, what, what the heck? We have all these. Yeah. And they're like, why'd you pick that one? I, I just, I just saw it. And yeah. I, I, I mean, it's a, it's an, it's a unique looking instrument compared to the other ones. Yeah. And when it came up on the screen, I was like a fat kid in a candy store. I just mm-hmm. wanted, it sounded cool too. And when you, 
listen to most movie scores or themes on TV, mm-hmm. it's French horn. It's not really trumpet. And you wouldn't even you wouldn't know. I think the, the regular person wouldn't know. They'd be like, Oh, is that a trombone or yeah. a trumpet? Yeah. Yeah. And like I had a music case and they're like, Is that a bowling ball? Are you on the bowling team? I'm like, Absolutely. Like, like <laughs> could you play like what is that from like a Star Wars A New Hope when when they're seeing the two moons and it's like it's like I feel like you could play kinda, that. Kinda, really, yeah. I feel like you could play that on the French horn. Yeah, it's not memorized, but right. I, like if you put the music in front of me, I I can. I did Leia's theme um, for many concerts. Mm-hmm. I can play Mandalorian, Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones. Keep going. Like it's, and you can actually have a career doing soundtrack, but I bet your sight reading has to be the top of top of the top. Like you have to be nails. You cannot make any mistakes, and you just put headsets on. Have a microphone and you go you play you should do like being like john williams symphony or something yeah i met him you did i did that's in freaking college, he's yeah. like probably the biggest legend in that kind of industry yeah you know he he's done i think he's done composing star wars now like yeah i heard i mean he's, he's how much has he he's done like, he's 90 yeah he's, yeah. he's 90 yeah he's in wow his i mean it makes sense because he's been around for mm-hmm. decades yeah no i went to my um french horn teacher's house in chicago and he's like, we have a special guest, and he opens the door, and John Williams is right there, and I was like, <gasps> like oh I, God. I, did like, you actually act like that in front of John Williams? Oh, I fangirled, I fangirled. I'm like, can I have your autograph? He's like, go. Away. You have his autograph? <laughs> no, I don't. But like, I <laughs> he wouldn't give it to you. Yeah, no, he's like, you got to pay, and I'm like, oh, I'm really? I'm a broke college. Come kid. on, John Williams. What no, the heck? he's. But he had this like extendable fork, so he was taking food from like everyone's plates that was there. Which was amazing. Wow! Like he that's... had this like extendable fork, and he was just going, like taking like turkey from everyone's plate. You wouldn't expect that from John Williams. <laughs> no, it was awesome. Heck? Yeah, no, it was really cool because like that's he's best crazy. friends with my horn teacher, and now you got to meet the other two. Yeah. In my mind, there's like three big Howard ones. Howard Shore. Well, I don't even know who that is. Danny Elfman. Okay. Yeah. Who was like really big? He did a lot of things in the nineties oh, yeah, and stuff. He's yeah, yeah, Tim yeah. Burton films. And then uh, Hans Zimmer. Yes. Who does like the the epic ones? Gladiator. Like, yeah, and uh, Inception and mm-hmm. things like that. But Howard Shore, he did um, Lord of the Rings. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He looked at me in the audience once. I went to a concert and saw that live, and he was just like, he was like checking out the audience, and I was he like, checked oh, you we out? made we made eye contact. Yeah, no, I was I was little. I was yeah, still in high school when I saw that. So that was cool. That is cool. That is cool. What like celebrities have you met that are like? were huge for you. so obviously john williams like anyone that knows music or yeah. movies knows him and that would be a lead that's incredible is there anyone else that 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 you've met or that stands out billy boyd um he was in i'm lord, bad with names he was pippin in lord of the rings okay he sang okay. he sang actually the in the return of the king where he's singing to the guy in gondor eating his food and whatever i don't remember his name Long time I'll ago. be honest with you. I only saw the first one, and nothing happened, so I never saw the other two. But he's actually singing there, and he has a beautiful voice. Really, um, I like meeting. I like meeting stars and seeing what they do. Um, just because you know, it's a trade. It's it's an art. Like play music, right. yeah, sing, yeah. voice acting. So I I go to comic cons to meet mm-hmm. all the voice actors, and believe it or not, they're freelance musicians. So they all have extracurriculars outside of doing the voice of Goku or, right. you know, Star Wars. I imagine most of those voiceover actors are very good singers as well. And so I asked the question, I'm like, you know, voice acting is different because you create this this voice. Does it hurt your vo- vocal cords because you're doing this I'm sure voice. some do, yeah. And, and she was like, no, I just put it in a certain place. So she knows that... An, anatomy of her vocal cords that won't hurt her voice so she can create these other characters and still be able to sing some do um i forget her name but she plays lois mm-hmm. oh yeah she used to play cleveland brown's wife wow. loretta she, yeah, she'd yep. be like hi there cleveland and she said <laughs> she had they had to like kill her off or they got like a divorce or something because she could not do it anymore it was like hurting her voice yeah yeah that's it, it i just find it so fascinating because it's 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 art Mm -hmm. so and you're just like you can be completely different people it's Mm -hmm. very cool even um if you watch the office um 
uh, Brian Baumgartner, who plays Kevin. Yep. You hear him talk now, and you're like, what? what? He's a normal person. He's not like, hi. He's like, hello, yeah. I'm uh, uh, Brian. Like, he's a normal person. It's just really cool. Well, Family Guy, you know, yeah, Seth yeah. MacFarlane, he's amazing. And you can actually watch... When he does an interview, can you play the same characters? Yeah, he's, you know? he's always like a performing monkey. Everyone's always like... His face changes, though, yeah. with each character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he does a... He does hey, a Cleveland like he, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and same with Bart Simpson. That's played by a female. She does mm-hmm. the voice of Nelson. You know, she does the voice of Bart. She's the voice of Chucky on Rugrats. Oh. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really impressive. Now... Now I'll realize that, like, because, you know, we play video games together. Mm-hmm. I'll realize that, oh, this girl from Overwatch is the same one from Apex. Yep. Yeah, like the one girl who does Symmetra plays the, uh, I forget the one on Overwatch. But, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. That's neat. How you notice that kind of thing. In video games and cartoon world, it's it's a very close-knit circle. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's it's cool when I realize things like that. Because I used to love this show called Bird Notice. Okay. It was on USA, mm-hmm. and it was like a really slick. Some people might find it corny, but I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, because he was like a burned spy, mm-hmm. and he would like teach you how to get out of situations. So it seemed like like a real thing. And uh, I remember one character, um, one she was like an antagonist, and then I realized she played voice acted one of, on one of my favorite video games, Starcraft. She was like okay, Sarah Kerrigan. I was oh, like, that's wow. pretty crazy. Because I was like, I recognize she's got this kind of raspy like attractive voice and i was like it sounds familiar well like master kavar and uh kodar the star wars games uh knights of the old republic uh he's the, nar- the best games ever he's the narrator in clone wars the, really? the cartoon yeah, yeah. yeah and you can hear the voice master kavar and you're like oh you know i heard his voice before yeah because he yeah. was a jedi there's master a, there's a lot of things like that like uh the wonder years oh yep who who does that do you know who does the the older voice of of him Fred Savage, the older Fred Savage, the narrator. Yeah, uh, I, no. I don't know his name. No, but it's Marv from uh, Home Alone. I, yeah, I know from who Home you're Alone. talking. Yeah, yeah, Marv. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, even like I'm sure a lot of people know this. I don't even watch it, but from uh, How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. isn't that Bob Saget? Yeah. Like that's really cool. That's such a random little thing. He was great. But yeah. Do you wanna you wanna play some stuff? I can. You're gonna have to adjust the mic. Yeah, yeah. It's no, that's be fine. Loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's do it. Oh, so this is how you put it together, huh? So tell me about the hornets, like this, are there different kinds of French horns? Oh, yes. So I, I yeah, because I have no concept of this, because I had like a cheap French horn when I, and it was like owned by the school. It didn't do that. This one's custom made. Okay. So. For like your hands or what? This one was custom made. It was yeah, yeah. made for my, my undergrad teacher, because he's like. I'm famous, you know, remake my horn. You know, I want a backup. Yeah, yeah. And I was in the process of looking for a French horn. And he got this uh, shipped to him. And he's like, I hate it. This is different. This is different. It's not the same. So then I tried it. I tried it. And he's like, I know you're ordering a French horn, but cancel that order and pay me. And then you get my (laughs) horn. So I got this horn. And it took forever to pay him off. But... It's it's one of a kind. They don't have any other model because the man who made this actually doesn't <laughs> live anymore. You know, he, he passed. You can a, say he died. Passed. Yeah, he passed. But um, he um, has a specific valve system, the Merriweather system, that's very unique. And many uh, famous horn players are like, are you going to sell your horn? I'm like, if you pay for my education, I'll, get, I'll hand it right out. So <laughs> How much does something like that cost? This horn? Um Back when I bought it, it was thirteen k. Thirteen thousand yeah. dollars. Wow. It was as much as my car in high school. Do you think it's Do you think it's worth more now? Yeah, because yeah. there's there's limited. There's really? limited limited of this limited horn. edition. Yeah, limited edition. How much do you think? I would say fifteen, sixteen, because they're they're trying to make a copy or a rec- replica of this horn, and they're they're trying to upsell it for. 17 18 close to 20k and there's just nothing in comparison so so is there like a big difference in the quality of sound i think so yeah i think so well you're a trained ear so you mm-hmm. you would know the best yeah this one's a triple horn whereas mostly you have a double or single what does that mean um i have three sets of two i have three rows of tubing 
So each row is a different length of tubing. The front row is 14 feet. The next uh, row back is nine and then four. And it just tells how high you can go and clarity of the notes. You can hear a difference between all of it. Oh, I'm going to be right against the wall. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to figure out acoustically because I don't want to make your ears bleed. So. Well, yeah, just move the mic back uh, well, like towards this too, me. Because my bell's here. So I'm going right. to, I'll figure it out. That's fine. We'll be fine. But, yeah, just push that away from you a little bit now. All right. So <laughs> I can scream because I teach, too. I have teacher's voice. Okay. Like the 14 feet of tubing, like you'll hear a difference. It's like... Whereas if I do the 9 feet of tubing, there's a little bit of brightness to it. And then you do the 4 feet of tubing, it sounds like basically a, a toy horn. And it's really different. We're going to play... Name that tune. All right, so our first tune. Let's go. I mean, I know what it is. We'll see if they know. Harry Potter. Was that the Mandalorian? That sounds like that Star Wars That's Princess Leia, Leia thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. That's what I thought, but I was second guessing myself again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so forth, but I messed that one up. But <laughs> yeah. I need music for that one. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I, I it's impressive that you can yeah. do it every all that off the cuff anyway. How many times have you visited New Jersey since I since, since I graduated? Left? Technically three. Including this time. Yeah, yeah. Because I went to Philly for a wedding, and then I visited my other friend's wedding. Because I saw you once a while ago. We went. We saw, like, a random movie. We did. We did. We went to the East Hanover movie theater. I don't remember that. I'm so forgettable. What was the movie? Uh, oh. uh, I forget the name of it, but I know the movie. Uh, it was with Mandy Moore, and Robin Williams played, like, a priest. And they were, like, getting married. And he Doubt? was like, I don't know what it's called doubt what is that i don't remember are you just making you sure up? it was me yes are you just making it up making up what the name of the movie was no. doubt let me just say random words to see if it, that's the movie name no because there was there was a movie called doubt and I, but that had meryl with mandy moore no but it had meryl streep and... <laughs> okay how does that help I, it doesn't no yeah and then the second time was yeah you were we went to the diner mm -hmm. yeah 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 I don't remember the movie. How come you haven't been back? You hate New Jersey? <laughs> no, I don't. Are you, do you enjoy Texas a lot? Like, are you like a... Because I know a lot of people that weren't even, like, from Texas, but they moved there, and they're very, like, they love Texas. They're very into it. They have pride. Like, not... Do you have pride? Texas pride? Mm, I mean, I've lived there forever, because basically what ended up happening was undergrad, spring break, my parents yeah. are like... Oh, by the way, when you fly home to, to go home, don't go to New Jersey. Go to oh Texas. My, they that's moved. That's messed up. That's yeah, they crazy. moved before I could even. I would have been like <laughs> heartbroken. That's crazy. Oh, I was so mad. I was so mad. Why and did they move? For like a job job reason? Because my oldest brother uh, moved there first. And so my mom's like, everybody loves Raymond. and She wants to go in everyone's house. Mm. <laughs> kind of that. do that still? Oh no no she she, she she knows her place so oh shit you put her in her place <laughs> no but like she Michelle P she won't be a creeper like that but no and so I went there and the first day I came back it was the 2006 Collin County tornado so my parents are like what do you think what do you have a new house and I looked up and I see the sky like turning oh no and I was like do you have a basement. <laughs> And they're like, what's a basement? There's no They basement. have to know what a basement no, is. Yeah, but like in Texas. I like, have a basement right there. Yeah. No, they don't. They No basement in Texas. Why? Wait. The ground's too hard. Oh. The ground is way too hard. It's it, like the soil's clay. So how do you survive? You just go in the bathtub. You go in the bathtub or any closet away from outside walls or doors. Because you can get sucked out because there's uh, straight line winds. I bet. Yo, that's scary. <laughs> it's, it's really I scary. I don't fuck with tornadoes. 
That's scary. Like if I remember I was a kid, we were down the shore in Seaside. My parents used to like rent a house for a week mm. at, at uh, Ocean Beach. And we were at the bay just like hanging out there. And we could just see. The water spouts? Or... No, no. Up in the air. Just like this weird swirling. And, and it was like. And we were like, what is that? And then some like random lady was like, oh, yeah, there's like a hurt. Uh, there's a, a tor- tornado warning. And I was like, oh, my God. And I'm like scared. I was, like, I was a kid and my sister and my dad were just like, oh, my God, it looks so cool. Look at it. They were staring at it. My mom and I were like, let's get the hell out of here because this is fucking scary. Yeah. But in Texas, it's normal. People go outside. They don't they don't go to cover up, you know, and you know who's. Like native-born Texan and who's from out of town, and <laughs> unfortunately, California's coming to Texas, and they're probably like that. Like you know how like you they know that you're from Texas because they they're used to those uh, tornadoes and stuff. Yeah. It's probably the same thing with the Californians when it comes to earthquakes. That's and just fires. Another, the that's fires. just another day. Ugh. I mean, I don't think you can get used to fires. No, that's terrible. But are there a lot of Californians there now in your area or in general? In general, I guess in general too. We're getting all their restaurants, and I think. What kind of restaurants? Uh, what Smash Burgers and OC Burgers. What's Smash? Oh yeah, because you uh, want you like Water Burger. Water Burger. Water Burger. Yeah, just say it normally. Water Burger. Yeah, she said Water Burger. You heard that right? Oh uh, no, Texans say it like that. <laughs> no, I like I like Risky's Barbecue. That's good. Um, I don't know any what that is. Sounds good though. Mexican food is delicious down there. It's so good. I'm sure. It's so good. Um, Tex-Mex Texas does not have good bagels And does not have good pizza No At Oh I know When I went to San Antonio It was the worst pizza I've had in my entire life I was on the plane And I was My mouth was watering Because I was like Oh my gosh I get a piece of pizza That's actually delicious And (laughs) I was looking forward to that So Mm -hmm. Yeah You had uh, What was it Millie's Millie's. pizza. How was that Delicious (laughs) Had a meatball too. Yeah, yeah. That meatball did not agree with you. Shush. <laughs> no, Millie's is really good. Yeah, it's it's good. like fancier pizza. So El, Pre- El El Prez didn't give it a good score because that's not his style of pizza. Huh. Okay. He gave it like a six something, but um, but it's good if you if you like that kind of, if you like fancier pizza, um, the mashed potato like it's a weird thing, but it's good. Hmm. I like it a lot. How's like the random food like sushi out there? Is it just like, sushi's okay? It's fine. Um, well, they get, there's some high-end sushi restaurants there, but everything's fresh. They'll, they'll like import the fish, but Chinese food is terrible. It's <laughs> like you're, it's panda, but worse. Mm. Um, but, uh, they're known for barbecue, steak, yeah, yeah. um, not near me, but if you go like nine hours west, you can go to a place and get a 72 ounce steak. And then if you eat that and the mash like all the sides and the drink for you get your meal for free. Is that near you? No, not no. Like nine are there hours. any places near you that have things like that? Because bald sexy wants to do those kind of things. The man versus food challenges and stuff. Yeah. Um, no, but um, what was his face? What's his name? Um, was it Andrew's Guy Fiari came to Chef Point Cafe down near us, which was it's okay and it's just at a gas station. But it's really good food. A um, lot of wing places. A mm, lot of. Oh, I love wings. Um, we have so many different w- wing places. Um, Gas Monkey Garage. You can check out some vintage cars. That's uh, Richard Rollins mm-hmm. uh, restaurant. That's more Dallas. That's like thirty miles east. So of for me. you, that's like next yeah. next town over. Yeah. For Texas, that's next town over. <laughs> Seriously. Thirty miles. Yeah. No, you got to drive an hour everywhere. Like, yeah, you drive to work. You're like, hey, I'm just I'm going to work. Uh, I'm halfway <laughs> there. I have another hour and a half to go. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'll hear you guys. You're like, oh, it's 40 minutes away and complain about that. I'm like, that's yeah. that's like rush hour for me. You know, it's you that's know. yeah, I hate. I, and I move like five miles in 45 minutes. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, that sounds terrible. But yeah, I wouldn't so, be able to handle that. Yeah, no. You complain about our driving around here. No, I didn't complain. But I, your traffic is worse, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Traffic is worse. I'm just flabbergasted by the, the speed limits. They're so slow because in Texas it's 70, 80. And so that There's means actually 80? 80. Wow. 80. You I don't think I've 80. ever seen a sign that says 80. But on the norm in a 65, people go 85 or 90. So you're you're flying. 
I mean, people still go 80 here, but... No, but everyone does that, even Grammy. Do you think people people get pulled over less? Like, the cops don't care if you're going 80 because that's, like, oh, the norm? no, 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 Or they no. will? Oh, yeah. That You go, like, a like a mile over the limit, and they'll, they'll pull you over. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're not nice. No? No. And they all wear, like, the cowboy hats, especially, like, <laughs> like the state troopers. Belt. No, the state troopers, they're they are intimidating. They're like, why were you going there so fast? And be like, I was going to school. Why were you going so fast? I don't know. I have a lead foot. Okay, be safe. They let you off, And it's like a $400 ticket. Wow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Why is it that much? Texas. Well, how much faster were you going, though? <laughs> so if you're over 15, that's reckless driving. Yeah. I, so I like, should have went to court. Yeah. So I should have. They give you points and everything. I should have, but they were nice. So I, you sweet talked them. <laughs> no, I I was just like I'm sorry. I didn't realize how fast I was going. You realized though. I was cruising. Yeah. You knew. She knew. I knew. She had the cruise control set for 105. <laughs> no, but you guys are not as aggressive. I think you think they're aggressive. Texas, there's a wreck every single day, and <sighs> it's, I don't know. I guess it depends. Like here, I feel they're everyone's like, "Oh, you go, no, you go," and I know you you have those people that'll weave in the in in, in and out of the lanes, but in Texas they don't use blinkers, mm. so you don't know when they come over. They'll brake check you, and they'll they'll ride you, they'll ride like right up behind you, tailgate you, and they have nowhere to go. That's why during Snowmageddon that when we had that ice storm, there was that hundred eighty five car pile up because it was an express oh it was an express tolling, <clears throat> so they couldn't go anywhere. Someone was doing something they weren't supposed to. The 18-wheelers crashed, and then it just boom, 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 because those express lanes, you're going 80. You're going 80. But Texans don't understand ice, so they don't know. You have to go slower, Whoa. and they don't <clears throat> But you understand ice. Oh, yeah. I was waving. I was like, hi. Well, because you also went to school in Pittsburgh, so and I'm sure Chicago. they had freaking ice in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm like, you got you to gotta correct, your, correct your swerve. You got to understand yeah, that. Well, it, I mean... Have they had a lot of ice since then? Probably no. not at all. So Once a year? Yeah. And then it, they see a snowflake and school gets canceled for like two days. Yeah, because they, I don't know, they don't know how to handle it. But then they have to make those school days up, so. but we It get... just depends where you're from, because I'm sure in Buffalo, you only get a foot of snow and they still have school like, or something like that. Well, what was the rule here? If three people fell on the ice unintentionally... They would cancel school. I remember that rule because I would ask, be like, you know, we fell. And they're I don't like, think that's a thing. Well. That it, sounds like one of those things that a kid made up. No. Like, if my teacher's not there <laughs> in the first 15 minutes, that means class is canceled. <laughs> that wasn't a thing either in no. college, but people would say that. And we would walk away. But that wasn't actually a thing. That cool. was like, that's made up shit, definitely. Mm, but I know people did slip there and they did send us home, or at least dismiserables, we called them. But Who called it that? The parents. Because oh, the kids were like, "Yay, we're home!" Yeah, that was the best early dismissal. Oh, oh, I'll never it. and I'll never forget the feeling of like waking up early and like looking out the window, listening to the radio, and like hearing that your school was canceled. And it was like the best. Kaching. Yeah, that that doesn't happen anymore. They probably get like a phone call or like an email. And now they're like, "Ha ha, we have Zoom, so you have to go to school." No, I heard they still have snow days. <laughs> Cause that would be stupid. The, do you think the teachers want they teachers want the school days too, yeah. the snow days too? Yeah. No way. So what are you doing the rest of the time you're here? What are you? You're leaving on Tuesday, right? Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Monday. Yeah. And I go back to work actually the next day. So. Oh. At least you got a nice little vacation. I know. Nobody I comes just... to New Jersey for vacation. How was the brewery? You like the brewery? It was delish, that was yeah. fun, right? I like that old Maggie. Old man, old shaggy something, old yeah, shaggy her, balls or whatever. Yeah, that was it's your called. favorite. Yeah, it was. That was yeah, delish. yeah. No, it's good. And then I was there yesterday, so they're like, "Oh, come, welcome back." <laughs> so I think I'm gonna be a regular there. Oh, no, it's pretty yeah. cool. They finally opened a brewery in town. Do you anything what you want to shout out? What did you call me in high school? I don't understand. Dennis the Menace, like the girl from Dennis. Dennis, the... Dennis the Menace. Who's that? Dennis the Menace. She looks like <laughs> Margaret from Dennis the Menace. <laughs> So I'm going to put a picture up there of Margaret, and they'll see that it's true. Oh, my goodness. Didn't you lose a bet in high school one time? Yes. But hey, now it's mainstream. Kaylee got, Kaylee got bullied by a teacher one time. She was wearing this. Uh, anime is like mainstream now, right? It's yeah, so yeah. mainstream. Yeah. But back then, you were, I guess you were kind of a nerd. And Not I got you, this cool general. silk shirt from Suncoast <laughs> Movie, and it had Goku all over it. 
And the choir teacher was like, did you lose a bet? I was like, no, I'm wearing it because it's cool. And then she blamed me and said, I said that. You, I'm like, you laughed. So, of course I did. It was funny. It was a good joke. Mm-hmm. But then he felt bad about it, though. Mm-hmm. But you took it like a champ. Always. <laughs> but now, like, you, like I'll wear that. Do you still that. have that shirt? I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should have brought it and worn it. It's in the suitcase. Oh, my God. I should have brought so it. That's so funny. But, um, no, I have a, a similar one now. And on the back it says, I, I will never forgive you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but no, like I'll wear that shirt in Walmart or wherever, and people are like, "Oh, cool shirt," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. I should have heard that like ten years ago." <laughs> it's cool now. At least uh, you were early to the party of being a. I'm always early to the party. Yeah. But yeah, is there anything you wanna you wanna shout out? Shout out your your kids or something or your to my kids. They know they better. They know my expectations. You better be practicing, and just remember, blow through the horn. Show us how you yell at them. Like pretend I'm playing poorly, or like I didn't. You could tell I didn't practice. Your posture, no, your posture sucks. I just take your chair away. You have to stand the rest of the rehearsal. But I don't want to. <laughs> Got to. If you don't want to be here, you're wasting mom's money, my time. The door is right there. Get out. You really that mean? Yes. No, but my kids, they work hard. They're good. That's it's a very few that are schmucks. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good that you get you have good kids mm-hmm. that they're not like mm-hmm. douchebags. I'm glad you came up, but also glad you came on here. It was fun. That's pretty much it. We talked about everything we wanted to talk about. We sure did. And it was, it was a good time. <laughs> Kaylee, thanks for coming on. I'm glad you came up to visit, and uh, this was a lot of fun. This was fun. But uh, everyone, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening uh, to the episode three of the podcast with Kaylee, talking about what we talked about, bullies. We talked about... Uh, diabetes. Diabetes. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hope to see you guys next time. I'll catch you guys later. Bye.